welcome back to your gamer's favorite gamer's podcast with your host, Scott and Adrian. Welcome to another episode of Insert Coin to Continue. I'm Scott. And I'm JJ. Uh, Adrian can't be with us today. He's tied up at work. Um, so it's just going to be JJ and I rolling through this together. Look at him being a big adult man and making that money stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, they got him on, uh, on, on a two-week rotating shift at work. So he's at work for two weeks solid. I guess you got to support the habit somehow. Right. A video game. The habit of video games. Right. <laughs> well, uh, we got, we, we got uh, Tony Hawk that's getting ready to come out. We got Avengers that's getting ready to come out. So. Yep. And a whole new system, hopefully. Fingers crossed here in a couple months. Yeah. So start saving up for that. And plus, he's building a, a gaming computer. So he, uh, he's got that on his plate as well. Well, better to build it than to like try to roll into Best Buy or something and buy one that's pre-built. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking our earliest gaming memories and our favorite retro games. Excellent. Um, you know, Scott, I we we kind of we we hang out on the the PlayStation quite a bit, and you know, for me that was my first like system I really poured into um but I, I had a best friend growing up that he was the guy with the N64 so I, I did get exposed to some N64 games um like the the all holy classic golden eye and and things like that I always forget how much younger than me you are <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I'm, I'm typically the young guy in the group but I mean my, my first system was the NES um, well, the first system I remember, um, we, we got the NES for Easter shortly after it came out. Um, and we, we had an Atari and stuff, but, you know, as far as solid memories, for me, it's the, the, the NES. Yeah. You know, Mar Mario 3 will always be one of my favorite games. Um, but, you know, I started out Mario 1 and Duck Hunt. You know, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. The classics. <laughs> uh, you know, Super Mario 3, like, specifically is one that a lot of people who maybe don't even play video games anymore seem to remember because of the, uh, the, the leaf that would give you the raccoon tail and you could fly. And everybody, that's like a, a human memory at this point. Right. So I was talking to a friend of mine, and his wife has almost nothing to do with video games. Um, up until recently when they all started playing WoW together. Um, but she remembers like going to her grandma's house and that's what she load up uh, Super Mario 3 and, and just run through it till she ran out of lives. To, to this day, I can still tell you where all the hidden objects are, where the, the whistles and the, the hidden pipes and the, the little block that boosts you up into the clouds. <laughs> the, the third set, once you're up there, and you collect the third set of coins, you fly up, and there's a, a one-up. There, yep. The secrets are, you know, and it, it's my turn to pass these secrets down to my children. <laughs> I, I make sure that... Secret text. 
I make sure that my kids know, you know, know their roots, know where it all came from. Yep. For sure. Um, not only that, but it's, it's also those Nintendo is also a little easier for them to, to comprehend and to play. So. Yeah. You, you've realistically got six buttons, pretty hard to screw it up. Uh, four of them are the D pad. Right. Wow. So yeah, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the only, the only, I still have my original NES. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the only bad part is that with the, the new TVs, the light gun doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Because the way they're, they're LCD and everything. Um, mm -hmm. I think somewhere you can buy like a, a conversion thing so it'll work, but. Yeah. I mean, you, you get to play in duck hunting. You just want to shoot that stupid dog. You do. <laughs> I was laughing at you. Uh, we actually, we had duck hunt. Um, my parents had an NES for a little while, um, but, you know, like your Atari, I, I don't really remember much of it, um, but Duck Hunt was one of the things that I do remember, and we played it on one of the, you know, the 200-pound TV set. Right. You know, the, the took a took a took a took a Channel 3 type situation, and it was set up on another entertainment stand that was evidently made from the pyramid because this thing was heavy to begin with but i remember playing duck hunt at like eye level and from that point forward i just like looked down on anybody who was like not playing it and standing up moving through the ducks yeah, maybe that's what you know fueled my ambition to to join the army you know training <laughs> training as a child by shooting ducks <laughs> that the video game uh, accessories they give you in the army are just so much better. <laughs> they go bang and hurt your shoulder. Right, right. Yeah, that, that light gun, you know, taught me proper pistol grip. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good times. But yeah, I, like I remember playing like Indiana Jones on the on the Atari, mm -hmm. and you know, looking back on it now, how far we've come as far as graphics and storylines and you know it's it's quite incredible we're a long ways from uh two lines and a little dot going back and forth right i mean nes originally dropped in what 83 mm -hmm. i was born in 84 so we were kind of <clears throat> kind of late to the game getting it because i remember getting it um yeah I, think I was i think five when we got it but I think my parents kind of waited that long because that was age appropriate, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I had two older brothers, but they waited till all of us were age appropriate and kind of getting into video games. And so, yeah. And then, you know, from there, like we talked a little bit, I think we talked a little bit about it last time with um, the advent of the, the traditional arcade you know, the game cabinet, and you got your sock full of quarters, and you roll down to the arcade, and just that's what you did until you ran out of money 35 minutes later. We, we uh, used to uh, walk to school. We lived in military housing, and we used to walk to school, and on our way to school, we would pass a little gas station. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, Rona. Yeah. 
they 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 had a Street Fighter arcade in there. Ah, uh. yeah. So we used to go in there and just burn through all all whatever quarters we could find on our way to school. Yeah. Until the school called our parents and said, "Hey, why are your kids always late to school?" Yeah, well, it's because you know because Ken's a bitch. Well, you know, because li- living in military housing, our parents would go to work about the same time that we're leaving for school. And mm-hmm. also this was, you know, late eighties, early nineties, it was safe for kids to walk to school by themselves. Yeah. I mean, it was probably, I don't know, maybe mile, mile and a half to school. Big group of us would all walk together because we all lived together in the same yeah. housing complex or, or not really housing complex, but neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so it was that, you know, back, that's the military word for neighborhood. <laughs> right. Back back then, it was safe for kids to to walk to school, and our parents were just like, all right, well, you know, we're gonna trust you guys to be responsible and walk yourselves to school because we got to go to work. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and then we breached that trust by stopping off to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you, were you a Ryu guy or were you a Ken guy? Like yeah, all the other characters, sure, but. It, that seems to be the division line for Street Fighter. No, no, I, I, I was an E Honda guy. <laughs> get, get that that thousand hand slap going. Yep. Uh, see, I was I was Ryu. I like Goku. Like I'm very column A when it comes to you know characters and anti heroes and whatever. Yeah, I, I was I was <laughs> E Honda and Chun Li and Blanca. Those were my three mains. Like any any boy from like ten years on is required to like Chun Li. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and some ladies. Let's let's not disregard. You know, some ladies are big Chun Li fans. It was purely for the gameplay. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, she was fast, and she had the the thighs of power that you know were powerful. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Um, actually, and speaking of, uh, you know, video games at gas stations, I grew up a truck driver's son and all summer long, I would go with my dad when we'd stop in truck stops, you know, get lunch or, you know, just filling up, uh, filling up 250 gallon tanks of diesel. Just enough time to sink about a dollar and a half in the hydro thunder. Oh man, I love that game. It was uh, it was wild because you you didn't have any like foot pedals like there was no gas and brake it was the, the little shifty handle over here so you gotta hold this one you gotta drive with one hand and then you go slam it forward slam it back and do the jump and yep oh man they they did come out with a console version of it but I think without the without the setup you're you're just playing pretend yeah yeah. Uh, and then, then that gas station that, that I was talking about, they they got Mortal Kombat in. So <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, we we sunk quite a bit into that as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's like the the original Mortal Kombat that had like nine characters until you unlocked like Shao Kahn. Yeah. Yep. I, I was always a Raiden guy. Like yeah. Well, you got a shot at the God of Thunder. Why wouldn't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and then after <laughs> after Nintendo, uh, we got a, a Sega. And, I mean, I don't know if, th- if this was before your time or not. 
um, we, we got a Sega and they had what was called a Sega channel through, through Cox Cable out in California. Mm-hmm. And it was a little cartridge that you plugged in and you hooked a coaxial cable to it. And it was essentially like PlayStation Now. Um, you could play all okay. of it was a subscription-based service. You could play all of the games, you know, that, that they had. It was, it was fantastic. And Man. My, yeah, my, my uncle worked for the cable company, so we got it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't everybody have an uncle that worked for the cable company? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Nobody really paid for cable. I mean, yeah, my, my uncle John worked for the cable company, so we got it for free. Um, I mean, our house was always the house for, you know, WrestleMania and the Tyson fights and everything because we got it for free. But I, I yeah. distinctly remember the Sega channel. And, man, we we rush home from school and bust out our homework so that we could, uh, you know, play, play some Sega, get down on some Road Rash. And, yeah. Uh, you, you, did you ever play Road Rash? I did. Um, so I – I did play the the Sega like obviously when it was a long ways off from brand new, but um, I had an. She was a cousin who was old enough to be an aunt, that cousin, that had a Sega, and her husband like that was his jam. That's what he did with life, and he was a railroader in our hometown, so he he had the finances to back up a hobby. Yeah, and yeah, that's where we played. Uh two or three different Sonic the Hedgehogs, Golden Axe, um, Road Rage, like, you name it. This guy had almost everything. And, yeah, playing Road Rash was was a ton of fun. I think I played the N64 port or just the the N64 Road Rash game, and it was like stepping back. Golden Axe was fire. Uh, (laughs) We used to always play Altered Beast as well. Uh, I don't know if you ever got into that one, but no, I, I I never got into Altered Beast. Yeah, you were like a really muscular, like almost like Greek god kind of guy, and fighting your way through all these monsters, and you'd get to a point where you'd pick up like a power up, and you turn into like a werewolf or something, and you had these cool powers. It, it was pretty cool. I mean. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, for for Sega, it w- it was pretty awesome. You should look yep. and see. Maybe you can find it on the internet somewhere. But I, I definitely the the internet provides, dude. If if you want to, you can do it. <laughs> and the the Sega Channel, though, like what a what a piece of technology that I mean, as as far as I know, anyway. Yes, this is why we need Adrian, so he can be like, no, it worked on this Sega Channel from like then till even into like PlayStation three before you really got streamed games into your console again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just having an access to a, a wide variety without having to have the physical copy on you. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was great, man. Like all your friends were like, Oh wow, this, we're going to play this game or, or we want to get this game. I'm like, huh, I have it. <laughs> well, let me just boot this up real quick. <laughs> man which because i mean it's going to be a second but right <laughs> no. uh, 
that, that was probably the coolest thing that I remember was that Sega channel. Um, you know, and so yep. we, we rocked the Sega for a while. And then uh, I, a friend of ours down the street got a, a Super Nintendo. So we would always, you know, swap houses depending on where we were playing either Super Nintendo or, or our Sega. Um, yeah. And then we got, we, we, we were fairly fortunate as kids. Well, I was, um, because both my parents were in the military, you know, we, we didn't really struggle for much. Yeah. I mean, by no means were we, you know, super wealthy because yeah. you and I both know how military pay grades go, <laughs> but yep. But no, so, you know, we, we, I, I was afforded a lot of the systems and stuff, you know, so yeah. I, I got to experience quite a bit of it. Um, after our Sega, we got a Super Nintendo, or a N64, um, and of course, you know, GoldenEye, and of course, uh, Smash Bros. Right. Matter of fact, um. Uh, my wife and I just celebrated our sixth anniversary and congratulations. Well, thank you. And for the longest time, she's been talking about one of her, her early video game memories was that she never got to beat uh, donkey Kong country mm -hmm. or DK 64, excuse me. Okay. Yeah. So I went out and found an N64 and DK64 for her for our anniversary. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so we got that and she was super excited to play it. She, you know, put the cartridge in, hooked it up to the TV, turned it on and said, "You need an expansion pack to play this." I forgot. What? I forgot that you needed that that little expansion pack that plugged into the port on the front of the the Super Nintendo or the N64. Yeah. And I was like, shit. <sighs> so I, I asked around and um, my, my good friend, Randy, who is on my movie podcast with me. Yeah. He, he said, hey, I happen to have one laying around. I said, all right, well, how much do you want for it? He says, just cover the shipping and it's yours. I said, like, sweet. So she, she had to wait a, a week or so to, to use her gift, but she's, yeah. <laughs> she's pretty excited. Well, she got her homework done today, so is that what she's doing right, right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, we, we were a couple minutes late coming into CAS because she was doing some online classes for her for her job. So, but yeah, awesome. so she she's excited about that. That's really cool, man. Um, uh, like, like I said, I I didn't have an N sixty four. That was uh, my buddy Andrew. I uh, he was an only child, so he kind of. He got the things that he wanted most generally, and he wanted an N64 versus a PlayStation. So that's how I always got exposed to you know that side of of things. And yeah, Smash Bros, um, GoldenEye, um, Simpsons Hit and Run. Actually, oh yeah, I played at his house. Oh, absolutely, it's like the if if I'm remembering it right, and I might not be because that was like a 3 a.m. session. If you know what I mean. Um, that was like kind of an original open world GTA style game. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, 
I mean, not necessarily you're running around shooting hookers and stealing cars, but right. you know, it was it was more of an open world rather than a dedicated A to B type game. You know, and then of course we had, you know, Mario Kart sixty four. You know, like Yep. Let's see, that came out in ninety six. Or how old would you have been in ninety six? Uh I would have been seven. See, I was twelve. Yeah, I was born in eighty nine. I was 12 when that came out. So we, you know, we got that. Um, my, my all time favorite Zelda. <coughs> Excuse me. I got a little tickle in my throat. Um, my all time favorite Zelda game was on the N64. Uh-huh. The Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. That's, that's up there for a lot of folks. I mean, even people who aren't big Zelda fans. I know Adrian's favorite is Majora's Mask. Um, it it might have been replaced by Breath of the Wild now, but I know he's real high on Majora's Mask. Yeah. Um, we had Banjo Kazooie on on the sixty four. Yeah. Star Fox, you can't forget Star Fox. You got to do a barrel roll. Oh, of course. These are the rules. Right. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, and you, uh, if, if you were the rich kid, you had all four controllers and then you would throw down on some Mario party. Oh, absolutely. Mario. Uh, just the we, biggest collection of mini games that I think anybody's ever put out. Yeah. Um, we, we have a, a switch and we still play Mario party to this day. We got the new one when it came out, you know, just cause it's, it's, it's Heck yeah. when you got people over and you just pick up and play and. Yeah. It's not super like, you know, there, there's not a big learning curve to it. Like I said, it's mostly made up of mini games. Uh, are they still like laid out like a, like a board game? Yep. And everybody's kind of racing to the end of it. Yep. You got to yep. collect the stars and yeah. those stars at the end wins. Yep. So you can just throw it out with some people who don't even necessarily video game. Hey, let's, let's do this fun thing instead of, you know, going to the bar and blowing $80. Let's go spend thirty dollars at the liquor store and have a nice time at the house. You know, throwing down on some some Mario Party, having some stupid fun. Yeah. Um, another game that I played on arcade, but then also played on on console was Crazy Taxi. Yeah, Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Heck yeah, Crazy Taxi. I, I played the shit out of that game. You know. And now we've got a whole generation of Uber drivers <laughs> that have hopefully played Crazy Taxi. So they know how to get you where you need to go. Right. That's a training game now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. If you, uh, if you can post, you know, your completed file of Crazy Taxi to Uber, they'll, they'll make you an elite driver. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, then <clears throat> we, my brother and I, we had a uh, Xbox that we got from a friend of mine. Um, uh-huh. And then we decided we wanted a PlayStation. Well, yeah. my mom told us, you're, you're getting to that age because I was 14 or 15, I think. Yeah. Um, and my brother was, you know, he would have been 15 or 16. And my mom told us, well, you want it, then go get a paper route. 
<laughs> so that's what we did. We we went and got a paper out and saved up and saved up till we could get a PS one. Um, the the giant square. Yep. 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 And when when we first got it, we we started playing and oh crap, we need a memory card. <laughs> so we can't turn this off until we get a memory card. Right? I mean, how, how many of us have been there? Well, I mean, on the packaging for some of them, it, it would say try being feeding Final Fantasy VII without it. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, yep, no, I, and I, I had to go through that same struggle myself uh, when we got our PlayStation um and then after i bought a game because it was just demo disc for like that first two three months um okay now i need a, a memory card and i i distinctly remember like what was it it wasn't final fantasy 7 um it was wild arms i think and I just, you know, turned it off because that's what I'd been doing with the demo disc up to that point. I think I'd put a good, you know, two hours into it, a good ways into the beginning of the game. And it just didn't even occur to me that, hey, when I turn this off, your game goes away. Right. And booted it up and said, new game. I was like, no, continue. I, I was playing this before. Uh, so, yeah, I had to scrape together the the $20 out of favors and whatnot and, Went and bought my memory card so I could finish Wild Arms. Um, for for me, it was uh, Metal Gear Solid. Mm. Um, that came out in 1998. Um, so, yeah, at that point, I was 14. Yep. And, um, you know, started playing through that, got a good ways into it. And mom's like, all right, it's time to shut it down. We got shit to do. And Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, we just left it on. Yeah. You know, and spent every moment that we could to beat it just so that we could shut off our PlayStation. Yep. But, um, and was Metal Gear Solid, that was a two disc game, wasn't it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if, if the first one was, a. A two-disc game or not. Yeah, because I remember it having a bigger package because VR Missions came in as like a single disc because that was, you know, basically bonus content to the original one. Um, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid was on my, my demo disc too. And we found out that it wasn't necessarily a locked content. It was a timer. Mm -hmm. So that was like my first introduction to like speed run was just trying to burn through as much of this demo as I could to get as far into it as I could. And uh, actually, you could get all the way to the uh, snowfield with Raven yep. uh, before your timer would run out. But uh, one of my favorite, favorite PlayStation games, and I've talked about this with, with my buddy Kalen. Uh, he actually went and found the, the PC port for it. Yeah. But, uh, Jet Moto. Jet Moto. Yeah. Heck yes. That's, uh, that's an original future type game. Yeah, yeah. With your um, rocket powered jet skis. Yeah, that was so much fun. Uh, me and me and Kalen's brother spent so much time hanging out playing that game. Yep. That that's definitely one of my all time favorite PlayStation ones. Yeah. Was that like your first like real 
not hardcore, but like dedicated racing game. Um, no, because I think you can count uh, Road Rash as a racing game. Yeah, I don't know, maybe a little. Uh, Road Rash was also, you know, it had a, it had combat mechanics to it and stuff. Uh, where Jet Moto, that's your time. Uh, yeah, you have your other racers there, but really you're racing against the clock. And I asked because was that your first introduction to like just going going into the zone, zoning in, and um, just sort of the whole rest of the world melts away, and I got to make this corner perfectly. Crap! I went too wide. Restart the race. Um. Maybe. I don't know. I also had Gran Turismo. Um, yeah, which, that that would have done the same thing for you. Which oh, I that game frustrated me so much just because I was never that good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much realism in that racing game. Oh, absolutely. You know, you make one little mistake and you got to start all over. Um, yeah, yep. you know, I, I might say that 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 is. Um, because before that, it was a yeah. lot of a lot of fighting games, a lot of RPGs, you know, side scrollers. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yep. Jet Moto is uh, is definitely on my list. Um, for sure, and that's we had talked a few weeks ago about you know making a top ten as I'm going through the history of things. I'm trying to not just go. Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, Nine, Anthology, Chrono Cross. Uh, right. <laughs> so th thinking about racing games, and uh, you know, Jet Moto was definitely one of them. Um, let's see, what was uh, actually so along the same vein? Did you ever get a chance to play Chocobo Racing? I don't think I did. No. Oh man! So they they strapped rocket roller skates to a Chocobo baby. <laughs> it's exactly as awesome as it sounds. Uh, you know, and they've got, you know, very, like, uh, Bahamut is another one of the racers that they have available to it. There is definitely a PC port to that. Um, so I, that's one to look for just because it's a cheesy, fun game. Um, you can cast Fyra and Fyraga, and eventually you get to, you know, once you beat the game, then you get this all-powerful god racer, and then you, you're kind of done racing now because nobody's faster than him. But, uh, that was that was one that was uh, kind of like a weird one for me because I did I never bought it. I rented it from Video Kingdom a lot, <laughs> which is a very old fashioned sentence. Right. But I had to have rented it like three four times just to you know grind it out and have a ton of fun. So if you had to take a stab at it, what would you say are the top five best selling PS One games? Uh, best-selling PS1 games. Huh. That's a, that's a tough one. So we'll go with number five. Some version of a Madden game. No. Coming in at number five is Twisted Metal 3. Yeah. Sweet Tooth, baby. Yeah. Everybody loves Sweet Tooth. Yeah. And it's it's a great injustice they just let him die that he doesn't have a video game yeah pretty much 
Um, uh, so we'll shot call number four. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Um, that is on the list. That is at number two. Whoo, my man, David, holding it down. Solid Snake, what's up? Uh, <laughs> all right, so what was number four? Resident Evil 2. That's really? That's that's the number four best-selling game? Yep. Not to say that it's a bad game, but it's very niche, which I guess most early actual video games would be pretty niche, but... Huh. All right. Uh, so, number three... I'll give you, it's a game that we've already mentioned. Mm. We mentioned it towards the beginning of the show. Uh, pause, rewind. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, one that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Because it's being remade. Oh, Tony Hawk. Tony that was Hawk. actually, that was legit going to be my guess. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Yep outstanding that was the good one too yeah um was it and that that had the the cafeteria level or like the school level yeah mm -hmm. i think that was two i, I love the school level you know and, and All right, so number one is kind of a surprise to me it's not a game that i would have thought to be at number one i uh, you just can't dish it to me then castlevania symphony of the night Huh. I so I haven't played the number one game on PlayStation. Yeah, I, I never would have pegged that to be the best-selling PlayStation game of all time. That's wild. Huh. Well, I mean, goes to show, though, like, just looking at that list, the, the best-selling games for the PlayStation, they, oh, hold on, wait, they wait, cover wait. the spectrum. Like, there's so many different oh, types wait, of wait, games. Wait, wait, hold on. That Apparently, I, that was wrong. That wasn't. That was just what they had as the best games. Let me find the best. Oh. oh okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of off. <laughs> Here we go. All right. This this list might be truly disappointing. It's got like three Medal of Honor games on it. All right. What do you have as your 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 top five? <clears throat> None of which were on the other list. Uh, just uh, just dish it out to me this time, man. I've... Number five, we got Tekken 3. Solid mm -hmm. game. Number four, Final Fantasy 8. Number three, Gran Turismo 2. Number mm. two, our favorite game, Final Fantasy 7. My and, man. And number one is the OG Gran Turismo. Um, huh. I'm not, I'm not upset with that list. But yeah, Square Squaresoft, or you know, as us OGs know it, Squaresoft, Square Enix holding it down with two titles. Yep, two consecutive titles. Yeah. So that's that. That's more, I guess, what I had in my mind as far as the the best selling PlayStation game. Yeah. So. Huh. Man, Gran Turismo though, like like we talked about, just the the ultra realism of those games is that's just not for me but the folks that are into those types of games they're they could like legit be racing engineers for like say nascar or or truck racing yeah 
you know, knowing how to like balance the tire pressures and the angle of your spoiler and tilt of the car versus the downforce. Yeah, that that's the part that always got a bunch of other physics. I just wanted to go out and race. I'm like, I don't give a shit about all this other stuff. Right? <laughs> put put me in my golf GT and let's go. Right, right. <laughs> I was always a a uh need for speed guy once once those started rolling out. Definitely. The uh the the urban urban racer and it was super easy. Your brakes are level one. Upgrading to level two for da 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 dollars. Right. Done. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it started out with running from the police and then turned into more street racing and. Yep. Need for Speed Underground was was one of my absolute favorites. Definitely Underground and uh, Underground Two uh, on the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Um, I mean, just making your car super beautiful and then also looking like the Batmobile as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you get to put the underglow and the the cool paint job yep. and yeah, just tricking it all out. Right. So yeah, that, that's that was always more of my forte for for racing games. Definitely me too. Um, you know, as I was going back and kind of thinking about some of the older games that I was super into. You know, we talked about Tony Hawk Pro Skater and just that whole series has been awesome. And we are uh, waiting with great anticipation for the remake. Um, a series that again was on my demo disc, but then I eventually like bought the game uh, was the Cool Borders series, uh, the snowboarding games. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you just, you know, going downhill and then crushing a half pipe and then finding out who Sean White was. And now he's your hero this week. <laughs> um, and it, it was significantly different from Tony Hawk in that, you know, you, you went from this end to that end and there, you did as much cool stuff in the middle as you could. Right. Yeah. That's, there's no like free roaming around. Cool borders was definitely, definitely a good one. Um, you know, it was about that time that, that I started getting into, you know, sports games like Madden, um, mm-hmm. you know, NBA 2K, stuff like that. I mean, to this day, I, I still play both of those quite a bit. Um, yeah. You know, and just seeing the the evolution of those is mind-blowing. Um, yep. Um, the NHL games for me, uh, you know, the hockey games, uh, I had one for my PS1 and actually I was bumming through the PlayStation marketplace the other day, kind of looking for a, a dirt cheap one from like three years ago to just take for a spin. Right. <clears throat> ah, you, you gave it to me now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to just do something different and the, Madden, NCAA, NBA, uh, NBA 2K. All those series are always there for you to play last year's edition for almost no money. Right. Um, they need to I'll, – I'll be real happy when they do bring back an NCAA football game. Uh, that, that was always, always a good time. Um, hopefully with the stuff that's going on in college football with – you know, 
players being able to get paid and stuff now. We're yeah. closer to that, but we'll, we'll see on that. Yeah. Um, but no, I just, I've, like I said, I've been solid, solid gaming since about 88, 89. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an expensive hobby, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it's worth it <laughs> for sure. Uh, it's I you know I always look for the alternative thing to do. To I, I try to spend as much time at home as I can. Um, you know, just to be around for the wife and kids, and uh, you know, gaming is is something I can do. Yeah, it's not the most constructive thing in the world, but I'm I'm present. I'm at home. Um, and I'm, I can just set it down at any time to, to help out with something if I need to. Right. And now, you know, you're, you're bringing your kids into gaming and, and like you said, showing them the ropes and it's something that they're going to enjoy. It's something that now, rather than just being what Scott does to unwind, it's becoming something the family does as a bonding time. And right. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, the kids really enjoy it because it's something that, you know, they've seen, they've seen dad do and they yep. want to be like dad. Um, <laughs> so like earlier, earlier today, my, my six year old and I sat down and played a little bit, you know, and yeah. the, from, from the moment she woke up, she's like, do we get to spend some time playing games today? You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's, that's always a plus when you can take your hobby and bring your kids into it. Yep. And it's uh, the thing that we try to do with, with our kids, you know, as far as video gaming goes, well, one, they're going to earn it. You know, there's nothing in this world is free and video right. games aren't either. Um, but also we, we're, I'm trying to steer them more towards, you know, the games where they have to get up and physically do something. You know, I bought the, the PlayStation camera specifically for them. So that they could do the Just Dance games and you know the the Wipeout, you yeah, know, my, stuff like that, and and yeah. they love it. Yeah, my 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 oldest, she's twelve. She loves playing Just Dance with my wife. Um, mm-hmm. You know that's that that's kind of a bonding time for them. Um, like, I'll go to go to bed. I go to bed fairly early because I, <clears throat> I get up early for work. But yep. I'll go to bed and those two will spend time bonding playing that so yeah and it's, it, it's great like you said getting physical uh burning off a little bit of energy getting exposed to you know a lot of different kinds of music you know especially now if you can listen to music from all over the world you know right. you, uh, the unlimited pass and you know a good exposure to a range of things you know there's there's even a couple country music songs on just dance now so that's it, it's been fantastic watching that help my girls mature into what they want to be. Um, in in other gaming news, um, I know you are big into uh, MTG Arena. Mm-hmm. And they now have it to where uh, I can play it on my Mac without downloading yes, a sir. specific port. Um, yep. They, they've been putting a ton of work into that, you know, because the Mac, 
makes up a, a vast audience, you know, just for you know college students and things like that, or you know professionals. That that's that's what they have to work on. So that's just what they they have available to them. So getting the MTG Arena available to uh, the Mac audience has been, I feel, a big step forward for them. Um, you know, there's updates all the time as far as that goes, but I have a ball playing MTG Arena. Um, the animations and the user interface are just, they're, they're really next level. Um, it's really similar to the Magic games actually we had on uh, PlayStation. Yep. Um, actually, I had a memory come across my feed uh, uh, three days ago where you had sent me a screenshot of you with this like 187, 187 as Johnny's pride mate with, hey, do you have this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah man, get, it, get her downloaded and, and shoot me your, your username. And I, I really look forward to actually being able to play Magic with you again. Right. Yes. You know, where, where you live half a state away, it's not, not always easy. No. Yep. No, but that that has been a big development for them, and the the sets keep releasing. We actually we have another set, uh, Battle for Zendikar, coming out in September, like the early part of September. Uh, Zendikar is always a huge set for Magic. Um, that'd be really interesting to see uh, what comes down the pipe. Oh yeah, uh, I'll definitely get it get it downloaded and checked out. Um, but you know, it, it was it was fun today looking back on on our gaming memories and the retro games, the things that really launched us into this hobby that we have. You know, so um, definitely, I had a good time, and we just barely scratched the surface, really. So, oh yeah, you know, we'll, put in a holster for later. Yeah, we we got a lot of stuff coming up uh, for everybody, so just stay tuned. Uh, be sure to check us out on Redline Radio LLC. Um, you can always get a hold of us on our Facebook page, Insert Coin to Continue. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Superman69101. Um, we, we've established that JJ is not one to follow. <laughs> no. no, just uh, just go with the figurehead. Follow that guy. If you need to get a hold of me, he knows me. Show page. <laughs> Just go to the show page. Yep. Go to the show page. <laughs> awesome. But no, I, I certainly appreciate everybody sticking around and listening. Um, you know, just we'll we'll get Adrian back in here as soon as we can. But you know, it's always it's always fun just hanging out with, with my buddy JJ here. So um yep. been having a good time. Thanks everybody for you know carving out a little bit of time listening to us and uh we look forward to hollering at you again here soon. Yeah, we'll definitely be back next week. Please insert coin to continue. Please insert coin to continue.